Hey, what's up, Bucketheads? It's Joe with at CBB DFS. Bird and James are here. We're back for another Saturday morning shoot around. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going, Joe? Everybody good? Everybody ready to go? We're ready. Couldn't be more ready. So a lot like last Saturday, what we're doing is we're presenting the site. We're going to send out a link to this post. You guys can click on the embedded YouTube video once this is completed. You can follow along on the accordion style down here. That's got all of our games color-coded from lowest over-under to the highest over-under. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get this thing started. We got a nice slate on Saturday. It's only a $10 buy-in, Bird. That was nice to see. Yeah, it's really nice. Ten dollar buy-in, five thousand to first. Uh, so I feel like that you know, really nice price point, uh, pretty decent payout. Uh, it's it's a nice little Saturday. Yeah, we'll take the five K to first. Only nine games. Some of the games we can complain about a little bit if we want, but I think we've kind of used up all of our complaining this week after the way it's kind of played out. Yeah, good vibes only from here on out. We're we're just happy that there's basketball, and even when DraftKings tries to poop on our slates, we're just going to play through it and and. Control what we can control. That's exactly right. Um, as usual, we have our games broken up into our buckets. Um, in the don't go overboard section, it's a little heavier than we like. We got four games in the don't go overboard section. That's DePaul and at Butler, Virginia Tech at Miami, Seton Hall and UConn, Syracuse and Clemson. Then our, our middle section is the Treadwater area. That's Wisconsin and Illinois, Kansas and West Virginia, Mississippi State at South Carolina. And then finally, that dive-in section, the games that we're probably going to want the most action on. There's just two this week, uh, Texas and Oklahoma State and Alabama and Missouri. Uh, again, we're going to go through these from the lowest point total to the highest. So are you guys ready to get in? Let's get it. Let's get it. Yep. First one we have on here is DePaul at Butler. And I... I, I Positive vibes only. That's what we said. But I do want to ask, why is this game on the slate? Um, when you have Florida, LSU, Auburn, Ole Miss, Virginia, Pittsburgh, all these other games are within our window. And they give us this DePaul Butler game, two of the bottom dwelling teams in the in the Big East. Uh, it's just it's it's frustrating, but it's on here. Positive from here on out, I promise. Only positive. Only positive. All right, let's look at DePaul first. Um, Charlie Moore missed last game with an elbow injury. We're going to monitor his status to see if he plays. If he doesn't play, Javon Freeman-Liberty goes up and up and up. He led the team in rebounding and assists in the game that he missed last Saturday. Um, so play all the Javon Freeman-Liberty you can. Um, outside of that, with this total being so low, you know, just at that 131, I'm probably not going to go too crazy here. I will say that uh, Selnave uh, down there at 4,500 and Elvis, the guard at 3,900, each had extended run in that last game. So I don't know if Lato's just trying some different things um, as this team's clearly not going anywhere. Um, so that's something I'm not going to play it, but I'd be curious to see what happens and, you know, if you do got bigger cojones than I do, maybe you can take a shot with one of those guys because they are pretty cheap. On the Butler side of things, uh, guys, we get to we get to watch Bo Hodges. Uh, this is a Eastern Tennessee State All SoCon guy. He's he's now eligible after uh, some personal issues. Uh, or excuse me, after some eligibility grade issues. All right, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> But uh, he's he's had two games under his belt. He went 26 DK, 44 DK. So Bo Hodges immediately has become their alpha. You can see in the two games, 
He's uh, getting close to 33 minutes. He's got that 27% usage and a 30% shot share. Butler is a team dying for offense. And if someone's going to come in and take some shots, Hodges seems to have no problem being that guy. I'm probably not going to play him given the tempo on here, but I definitely want to watch it and see what he's made of. He's a, he's a stat stuffer. At least he was at Eastern Tennessee state. He's had some nice rebounding games in the first two. So something to watch there. Butler fans, uh, bird is your buddy mention anything about Bo Hodges. I know it's been a little hard to keep in touch, uh, with the way with the work environments going right now, but, um, did you see any of that coming? I, I know everybody's been really excited about Bo Hodges. Like you said, a guy who could do a little bit of everything, uh, at East Tennessee State, uh, my buddy's in Key West right now, so he's he's probably having more fun than worrying about than worrying about Butler basketball. But um, I, I think you know I, I was hoping his price would be a little bit lower uh, than it was. Uh, one guy whose price is low though is Aaron Thompson, a guy we've yeah. seen you know get it done before in the past. Again, not the sexiest over under or, or slate, but DePaul doesn't play any defense, uh, and, and at that price point, I think Aaron Thompson's an interesting play. Uh, I actually was going to say that's a great play. You look at the 33 minutes per game there, uh, 22% usage. He's essentially their 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 main glue guy. They're, they're balancing steady Eddie on that team. He's had a string of uh, not so great games, but we've seen him rip off 26 in a game with six assists and five rebounds. So 4,300, that's pretty enticing there. But that's enough on this one. Let's get to the next game, which isn't that much higher of a point total. I do want to let you guys know that this point total is based off Ken Palm because it, we are recording this on Friday. So we're going off the fan match projections. This isn't the Vegas point totals, but they have Virginia Tech and Miami at 132, Virginia Tech being the six point favorite. And uh, uh, James, you see, I put a little crown next to Aluma. He's, he's the price king today on this, this nine game slate. Well, back-to-back 50 burgers will do that for you. Um, he's been great uh, lately, and I think uh, this is actually a matchup that uh, he can excel in. I don't know if 50 is reasonable again, but I think he's certainly capable of 4X, even at the crazy price he's at now. Um, but he's playing unbelievably. Just excellent rebounder, and uh, just every shot's going in. He's taking a ton of them. Uh, Tyrese Radford uh, got into some trouble this week. Um, he's, I, I mockingly put a police car next to his name. Um, but uh, he don't expect him to play. With him out at guard, does that give a bump to anyone specifically, James? Yeah, you know, Miami is horrible at defending the three. Um, and that's been really the, their uh, you know biggest issue all year. And so I think, you know, really the, the three-point guys on the team, so uh, Naheem Elaine, uh Hunter Couture, and then even Jalen Cohn, who's been kind of a mixed bag, uh, but he takes a lot of threes. So I think, you know, I wouldn't take all those guys, but you could pick one of those guys out that kind of fits in your lineup and take a shot with them in GPP. And probably one of those guys are going to come through in this. Yeah. So far, two games in, we got a lot of cheap options actually through just three teams. James, let's talk about Miami. Um, likes is practicing. Is that what I saw? Yeah. Yeah, they're saying he might play. So definitely something to keep an eye on. He hasn't really seen the floor in, what, since last year, I guess. Um, and so obviously he's a huge piece, senior this year. Uh, absolute dynamo, owns the ball, high usage. Um, so we'll have to see how he looks. But somebody I think you have to consider for sure, especially at uh, 6,100. I think he went way over that last year. Now, the rest of the Miami guys, uh, kind of hard to pick between, and they're all kind of jumbled jumbled right i mean it's hard to find someone else out of that group terrible game it's a terrible matchup virginia right. tech's a really good defense really slow paced um so there's a couple guys uh alenia alenia 
I can't pronounce his name. Elijah Olini. Uh, it's been really good lately. I think he's somebody that you could look at. Cam Augusti um, has been carrying a lot of the scoring load uh, for this team. So maybe you take a shot with them. Harlan Beverly had a really good game. Actually, one thing to really note about this game is uh, it, it does have the low over under here, but they played earlier this year and it went to 80 78. Oh, wow. Um, so pump the over. <laughs> there is, yeah, pump the over. So there is precedent for, uh, you know, maybe that. Uh, well, I tell you what, neither of these higher. teams have gotten better since then. <laughs> they certainly haven't. They're awful. Yeah. In fact, I, you know, I think you could really think about Aluma in this game, but, you know, Justin Mutz, maybe on the Virginia Tech side, if you want to take a chance with somebody a little bit cheaper. But I think outside of that, uh, you know, there's probably better games to look at here. I agree. Let's move on to the next one. We're going one by one in that over under count. This one has an over under a 133, and that's Seton Hall at UConn. Uh, Bird, you, you know Seton Hall well. We were big fans last year. Mamos at 81, Roden all the way down to 6,200. Anything you really like here? That's what stood out to me. It was Roden at 6,200. That's just a huge price drop um, for a guy that we've seen get, you know, 30 DK regularly. Uh, kind of that second price, that second option behind uh, Mamu Kalashavili. Uh, so, so I do like that. And I do think uh, Mamu's price is down uh, into a very playable range as well. And then I know you're going to talk about your boy Bryce Aiken, who's been got, shown some turning upside here and there. He has, and he's getting consistent 20 minutes now. I wish they would push that up a little bit, but Shafar Reynolds is playing well, and he's been their point guard all year round, so you're just not going to usurp him uh, with with a couple of big games. But he's always someone who can get hot, definitely a tourney option. He hasn't really shown it uh, lately, and UConn, they're going to want to plod the game up a little bit, so I, I don't know if I'm on the Aiken train uh, this week. Um, but as far as UConn goes, a bone night close to coming back, Looks like he uh, could come back as early as Wednesday. That was off of a Rothstein post uh, earlier today. Don't expect him on Saturday, but stranger things have happened in DFS. Um, so without Bowden Knight, it's really been the R.J. Cole show. Um, Tyrese Martin is my favorite play consistently for the Huskies. Um, he's, he's a kind of a do-everything guy, uh, a glue guy who can knock down threes, rebound, and defend. Um, R.J. Cole's uh, that running the show for that team. He's got a great beard. Um, uh, but he's got some scoring chops as well. Isaiah Whaley's super active down low, but at 7,100, I think on this slate, you're going to have ways to find better options in that price point. Uh, outside of that, Polly's been an iceberg, um, so his prices dropped down a ton. Uh, nothing for me suggests that he's going to snap out of that anytime uh, soon. Yeah, what? real quick, uh, I think Seton Hall, um, they do give up 40% from three. Uh, okay. So well, that, that, that could... I could free a poly back up. Yeah, he's going to shoot him. That's for sure. Um, maybe I give a slight bump to Cole, but again, 133 point total on this one. I probably don't want yeah. too much exposure. Um, UConn will be fun when Bo Knight comes back, but until then, I, I just, I've had a hard time figuring them out. They're definitely a plotting team. Let's get on back to the ACC and talk about Syracuse Clemson a little bit. Uh, this one has Clemson as a two-point favorite. The over-under here is 134 as we steadily climb up. Still not a game we want to get too many pieces of. But when we're talking about Syracuse, it uh, looks like Alan Griffin's back to his normal pricing. Yeah, he sure is. And that, you know, he, he's just – he's really good. He's really productive. Uh, he's a – Kind of knows for the ball, can grab a lot of rebounds, uh, gets a lot of defensive stats. He had three blocks and four steals against NC State. Um, so he, he doesn't always have to do it with scoring. Um, 
However, even that being said, uh, he will phone it in sometimes and just forget to show up to the game. Uh, so you have to be careful. I think he's still sort of a, a tournament play. And you get into a low-scoring game like this uh, against, you know, Clemson defense that, uh, you know, can be pretty good at times. You have to be kind of careful at that price point, but he's definitely someone you can target in GPP. What about Buddy? I mean, you still have the 27% shot share still there. Are they just not going down right now? Um, I, I don't know. I think uh, – you know, the Clemson shoot Clemson in general. So you have about five guys that just play all the time, right? So you know that the minutes are going to be there and it's been this way for a long time. Um, but I think, you know, they're going to be heavily shot dependent. A lot of the guys, especially the guys that are sort of keyed on to shooters, buddy Bayheim certainly being that way. Yeah. He'll have the green light. He'll always have a chance. Um, yep. So I think in that, in that way, you know, he's, you can always plug him into a GPP lineup. Um, but you know, there's not, you know, Clemson's a, a pretty good defensively. So, you know, maybe not the best matchup. Clemson is really good defensively, um, but they do give up a lot of three-point field goal attempts. Um, so I think that is something to keep in mind for for Beheim sure. and even Joseph Joseph Gerard, who's a guy who has kind of that boomer bust uh, upside. But yeah, James, you're right. I mean, they kind of just play five guys, so you know they're going to be on the court, and so that really increases their floor. Are, are, are uh, you on uh, Quincy Gurrier today, Saturday, Bird? God, he's been unbelievable. I mean, he is an absolute rebounding animal. I think he's always in play, again, just because he's he's going to be on the court the entire game. So I, I think the one risk, Clemson 320th in tempo, uh, 333rd in defensive possession length. So, you know, less possessions equals less opportunity to score DFS points. And so that is, that's probably the biggest concern of this game. Let's flip down to Clemson, James. We know about Amir Sims, but I had to, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't do a lot of ACC stuff. I had to look up Hunter Tyson, who's their second highest price guy. Uh, they're a mess. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. I don't really want to spend a ton of time uh, on this. Uh, much like Clemson, actually, Syracuse, uh, you know, because of the zone, a lot of teams will try to shoot over him. And so they give up a lot of threes, but they are, are the, top team in the ACC and holding teams percentage-wise, 28%. Uh, so they kind of goad teams into doing it, um, but teams aren't very successful at it. And so I think it's difficult to even target, you know, some of the shooters uh, for Clemson because, you know, it's just could go either way. But uh, there, there aren't really anybody else, um, uh, you know, and that's with the mixed pricing here. It's not really anybody else that I'm really looking at, to be perfectly honest. I think Sims is somebody you can look at because of the rebounding uh, advantage that he can have but beyond that there's not really anybody else I like yeah Sims has got top top 80 offensive rebounding percentage this year and so that profiles well against the Syracuse mm -hmm. zone but man this this team is is really hard to figure out I know they changed their lineup lately and it's just been it's been a circus yeah didn't you say Hemingway started last game for them yeah I think they're just they, you know they've struggled lately I think they're searching uh, at this point and, and it's just you know trap I guess is maybe their second best rebounder um, so he's a guy, but, but overall, this game feels like a trap. So, oh, <laughs> hey. first one got it in. Let's go. Well, it'll be an honor if we can move on, <laughs> if we can move on to the next one. <laughs> hey, let's get to some better games. We're finally out of the, the, uh, don't go overboard section, those games that you want to not definitely not stack and probably just want to find a player or two from there is some cheaper value there where you're not going to get burned so bad. But now as we move into the tread water section, these are games that look, most of them look like pretty good games. And uh, like this Illinois, Wisconsin is only an over under a 137. but if Illinois can dictate pace at home, they could, 
they could really uh, push that total up, in my opinion. And uh, Wisconsin's been playing quicker lately with all those games against Penn State. Uh, but their pricing is still way down because they haven't done a ton with them. James, what do you like on the Badger side of this? You know, I've been on this Demetric Trice, and he is just so disappointing lately. And uh, he just makes me look like a fool. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with him again because he's at 6,100. Um, he, he's in a funk, clearly. He's still getting all the minutes. Uh, little uh, the shots aren't there, right? He only took five shots against Penn State, which is crazy. Only nine shots before that. Penn State's pretty good on the perimeter uh, defensively. So, you know, maybe that contributed. Um, but, you know, he's a shooter. And I think Illinois uh, could get exposed. Uh, from th- from three-point land for sure and they can sometimes they can allow these lead guards to kind of get in the lane and, and dictate so I he's a guy I'm looking at just purely on the price at this point he's way too good way too experienced to sit in a funk all year so I, I think he's somebody that you can look at in GPP which forward are you going with <laughs> Bert uh, says none none yeah um <laughs> uh, None. Yeah, I, I don't. It, they're all a gamble, right? I mean, then they all sitting around that kind of that same price point. Maybe you could look at uh, Brad Davison. He's had a couple nice games. Um, seems to be shooting the ball pretty well. And like I said, Illinois, Illinois can get exposed there. So um, maybe somebody you could look at it forward as far as the forwards go. You know, maybe a lean forward as price is down a little bit, 4,800. Um, but otherwise, it's crapshoot. I got another pun, but I, I held it back that time for you guys. <laughs> Let's look at Illinois. Uh, we got Kofi Coburn, higher price than Io. Um, obviously, uh, Wisconsin's going to run a couple different people at him throughout the game. I actually love Io. Uh, I know the the pace of this one isn't great, but anytime I can get him under nine, I think that's a steal. I think I think it is, and it you know he he was the one if you remember that hit the big shot in the Cole Center last year uh, that gave Illinois a, a rare victory there. I think he's going to be critically important in this game. He got in some foul trouble. Actually, first time ever he fouled out uh, against Indiana. Didn't have a great game, but I I think he's due for a bounce back, and I I think it might be in a big way. Uh, Trent Fraser, recent form has been great, so he's priced up way too much for me. I don't think you can give him consideration. Um, Who on the cheaper side for Illinois would you look at? Um, You know, I would probably (laughs) – I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to play Curbelo right now. Uh, right. He's still at 4,800, and uh, I kind of expected his price to come up after the last game. I wasn't sure, but I didn't even mention him in my write-up, uh, as as one of our bucketheads pointed out. And you know, all he did was go out and win the game. So, I, right. you know, 27 DK. I, I think it would be difficult. They're they're going to have more and more confidence in him. He'll play more more of a role. So, I I think you have to look at him. And he so did Grandison that. had that 28 against Iowa, but then kind of regressed a little bit in the next starting, didn't really capitalize on that. Is mm-hmm. he kind of uh, not, not in the picture right now? Grandison? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough to say. Uh, one thing I do know is that uh, Williams has been hurt, been playing hurt lately. And so he, he ended up, uh, Underwood came out and said that he's finally sort of back to, to healthy. And he ended up having 28 minutes uh, in that Indiana game, which I think cut into uh, Grandison's playing time. Sure. So those guys are those guys are probably going to end up kind of clobbering each other there. So I, I probably stay away from both. Yeah, Bird, you got it. Go ahead. Carvalho smashed with with having foul trouble in the first half too. I mean, he barely played yeah, right. in the first half due to fouls, and just I mean carried that team in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would agree. Granderson's kind of just a guy. Um, at this point, good, you know, try hard. He does well. He right. plays his role, but 
Um, probably not something we're going to look at on a, on a DFS radar. Uh, it's crazy to see Adam Miller down there at 3,600. He's a so shot dependent, um, but, you know, and he's missing a lot of shots. He changed his hair to blonde. Joe, oh, I don't know. That's I the cardinal that's sin. You never want to do that. Nope. <laughs> all right, guys, let's keep moving if that's all right. Bird, yep. you're up. We got Kansas, West Virginia, and uh, I use the KU logo instead of the Jayhawk logo because oh. until Kansas starts playing better, they get the KU <laughs> logo. They don't get the Jayhawk head. So oh, yeah. um, talk Trajan to me Ford. about this. Talk to me about this KU West Virginia game. This should be a good game. This should be a really good game. Uh, they played uh, earlier this year in Kansas, one seventy-nine to sixty-five. Uh, in that game, Agbaji, Wilson, and Brown all had double-digit three-point attempts, and, and then McCormick had a double-double down low. So Kansas actually played really well that game, and their highest-priced player, which is you know kind of crazy to see, uh, sixty-eight hundred is your is your price king for the Jayhawks. Um, so, so I think really they're kind of all in play. Uh, they're a little bit like Syracuse where there's only going to be five guys that are playing. Um, they continue to run the offense through McCormick and uh, he's, he's maddening at times, but he's a double, double threat. He had a double, double against West Virginia the first time at 6,600. I don't think that price is bad. And, and then Agbaji at 6,300, I feel like it probably has the highest floor of all these players that are, that are out there for the Jayhawks. Um, very consistent uh, type of cash play, good cash target there. And then Jalen Wilson got back in the starting lineup last game, uh, shot the ball a little bit better. He played well. He had 17 points, seven boards, four assists last time against West Virginia. So I think he's a GPP option and Brown continues to be kind of that boom or bust GPP play as well. So they're, you know, they're still trying to find their identity. It's kind of a hard team to figure out right now, but at least their pricing's down. Yeah, that's for sure. How about West Virginia? Well, what stood out to me was how high Miles McBride is priced because, I mean, he's played well lately, but it's not like he's putting up like a Luma type 50 burgers, you know, here and there. I mean, 8,500 is a really high price. West Virginia always plays well against Kansas at home. Um, but I just, that's a hefty price tag for me to, I, I would much rather go down to Culver at 7,600, a guy who's shown 40, 50 DK upside mm -hmm. and, and save the 900. And then, you know, you got a couple of punt options there. Taz Sherman's really that scoring dependent option at 4,800. Uh, and then Sean McNeil uh, has back-to-back four -back X games. And he did have 30 against Kansas. Yeah. Uh, the first time got really hot from three. Uh, we've seen teams get hot from three against Kansas in the past. So Sherman and, and McNeil both profile well um, from that regard. But otherwise, kind of a jumbled rotation for West Virginia. Hard to really trust those guys. I don't know, James, anything stand out to you? Uh, not really. Um, I think I mentioned McCabe last time we were on this. Uh, yes. You know, he had uh, looked like he had a pretty strong outing against uh, Iowa State. Um, it was probably a much lower expected point total overall, so maybe maybe not a good profile here. But uh, he's somebody I, I probably would look at. Yeah, at 39 minutes or at 3900, you know, he's got he's playing 20, 25 minutes at point guard. So I think that's a good punt option as well. I do think West Virginia will probably play pretty well. Um, Bobby Huggins gets that $25,000 bonus every time they beat KU. So yeah, that helps. Speaking, speaking of 25, Kansas loses. They're threatened. They could drop out of the top 25, which would mean the entire Champions Classic, Michigan State, Duke, Kentucky, and Kansas will all be not ranked. And, you know, that's not even mentioning some of the other teams that have, have struggled this year and aren't in the top 25. KU has been ranked in the top 25 for, for 100 straight weeks. Um, so yeah, they're, they're threatening to lose that streak. And then, so who's next, who's got the longest streak after that? Oh, do you know the answer? Yeah. You guys, uh, you guys, if you figure it out, you'll, you'll figure it out, but Gonzaga. Yeah. Gonzaga. Yep. That that's, that's a good go. stat. 
We, but we got to phrase it like a Jeopardy question next time. <laughs> That's my bad. That's my bad. All right, we got three to go here, guys. This is an SEC game with a 142-point total. It's another head-scratcher, more so in why is this one on the slate. It's Mississippi State at South Carolina. Um, South Carolina is going to want to play fast. Mississippi State's going to want to play slow. Starting with road Mississippi State, I like the fact that DJ Stewart's going to get paced up. This is a guy who can really score the basketball. Um, my the model we've been working on really likes him on Saturday. I think DJ Stewart is very much in play in this game. Tolu Smith is down to 6,300 as well. He's a rebounder. He's a point getter uh, and is really uh, their number two option. You see Iverson Molinar's price has really dropped. Um, this is someone who was ungodly priced, but uh, you know, that that's more reflective of current form. Uh, but any of those three, I think are live because South Carolina is going to want to push the pace in this one. With South Carolina, it's it's crazy because they really have a big three. Uh, it's A.J. Lawson and Keyshawn Bryant and Jermaine Cousinard. Each of them have a shot share at over 27%. So three times 27 is 81. So that means 81% of the team's shots are coming from those three people. Um, all of them are under 7,500. Uh, Keyshawn Bryant is super athletic. He's going to get a lot of ancillary slats, stats. He's a great defender. Um, AJ Lawson, he's been around for a while. He's had some really big games this year. He's also disappeared in a couple of match matchups. And Kuzinard down there at 6,400 is really the most even keel of that group. Uh, one of the, Probably the basketball player I like the best of the, of the group. But uh, I think all three of those guys are in play. After that, you really can't recommend the, uh, the uh, South Carolina guys because if you look down the woods at their shot shares, it's just 14, 12, 19, 17. 17. You can't count on them to get it up. Manaya has to play the five a little bit. So uh, he's someone who can stretch the floor and occasionally get hot. But at 6,100, I'd rather just pay the 300 up for Cousinard. Uh, anything from this game stand out to either of you guys? Yeah, just the contrasting styles, you know, Mississippi State's going to want to play slow around 300th in tempo where South Carolina really wants to push pace. So if South Carolina can, can dictate tempo, uh, there should be a lot of possessions that this one should be interesting. And yeah, Kuznard at 6,400 is kind of intriguing, especially, uh, you know, um, Mississippi State gives up a lot of three-point opportunities, a lot of three-point field goals. And then he's actually shot the ball a little bit better this year, which is surprising mm -hmm. to me. Yep, I agree with that. Let's keep the train moving, guys. Bert, I want to go back to you for this Texas-Oklahoma State game. Um, Texas is on the road in this one, and kind of the theme of this pod so far is everybody looks priced to play, and the same thing can be said for Texas. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, Andrew Jones has been just phenomenal this year. He's played really, really well, uh, kind of taking on that alpha scoring role uh, with Ramey providing some kind of background support. Um, Matt Coleman continues to have that high floor. He's going to have the ball in his hands all game. Um, Jericho Sims has played better this year, but there's no way on earth. And so I, I've been wrong on Sims, so I'll be the first to admit that he's played a lot better than I thought. But when you can get Greg Brown for $200 less than Jericho Sims, I mean, you're just firing away at that price. Greg Brown, who completely just murdered somebody. It destroyed. On oh, my yeah, God. He should, he should have got 10 DK for that. Oh, that was unbelievable. Um, I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't pick him out for taunting. Yeah. <laughs> The refs do, but at 5,700, I think that's just an awesome price. Uh, really, really stands out to me. Um, and, and otherwise, I think you've got uh, Jones and, and Ramey as those GPP options, and Coleman is more of that cash target. All right. 
Uh, and then on the Oklahoma State side of things, Cade's back. He's fine. Decision-making might not be the best down the stretch. At least it wasn't last time out. But uh, Cade at 7,900. Then Matthew Alexander Moncrief. But this is a guy who's up $3,200 in four games. What's up with them, Bert? He's been unbelievable. He's, he's, he's been fantastic. I think we've talked about it before, but he's got uh, two cousins that are in the NBA. Like He's got NBA bloodlines. He's played great. I have, I, to be honest with you, I've really struggled lately with Oklahoma State. Um, I want to play Kate Cunningham, uh, you know, at number one pick in the draft, like consensus number one player uh, in the nation in terms of, of, of upside. Uh, but he's just been he's been kind of hit or miss lately. Um, I think he's still totally priced to play. Uh, like you said, Moncrief's played great lately, but I, at some point that's got to run out at that price point, thirty two hundred up. Like that that scares me a lot. Uh, likely, likely his price is way down. That looks really nice at fifty nine hundred. A guy who can do a little bit of everything. Um, and, and then Caleb Boone, you know, he went on a heater, and then he went back to his old self where he got in foul trouble, uh, barely was on the court. So you could take a bounce back there in tournaments. Uh, and then those guards are kind of are a little bit maddening between Walker and Anderson and Williams. So I don't have a great feel for the Cowboys right now. Um, I, I think likely at that price probably makes a lot of sense from a from a safety perspective. And then obviously Cunningham just has elite talent. I think he's a guy you can always get hot, but Texas is going to be a tough matchup. All right, guys, one more to hit. That's Bama, Missouri. This is Bama three-point favorites going to Columbia. They're taking on uh, the Tigers, who uh, they know they have the time correctly set in DraftKings for this Missouri game. It's going to start at 11. Uh, there won't be any swapping or anything like that. All lineups should be lived and locked at the appropriate times, but Bama – Number 10 in the nation, uh, one of our favorite DFS teams this year. Looking at their pricing, uh, Herb Jones uh, at 7,800, always in play. Shackelford has leaked Petty right now, uh, which means I prefer Petty of the two. Um, but they're very similar profile players who are going to go out and get their points and a couple ancillary stats here and there. At 6,600, I prefer Petty to Ch- Shackelford. Um, but I will say I've been playing Shackelford over Petty when he's been the lower price of the two. I definitely want one of those two wings in my lineup because of their ability to score. Um, Jones is someone who does a little bit of everything. I like him definitely under eight. Uh, I think he could have a big game here. Alex Reese has been phenomenal filling in at the five. He's kind of taken over that spot for them, but he's going to have his hands full with Tillman because Missouri's actually using Tillman and he's having a pretty strong year. And then it gets kind of maddening when you look down here at the other guards for Alabama, Quinterly, Ellis, and Primo. All of them on their own are fantastic players. Quinterly's falling off a cliff um, as far as he's just a rotational guy right now. Um, but he has tons of upside, and Ellis and Primo just alternate when they're that third option and having a good game. So it's kind of hard to pick between them. But I think all of them are live in GPPs, and if there's one you've got a feeling about, fire them up. But for me, it's Petty, it's probably Jones, maybe Jones, and then I'm going to take a shot with one of the guards. Uh, you know, we'll see who that is. On the Missouri side of things, I mentioned Tillman has been playing awesome. He's really had a great year for them. Um, he is a foul risk, but there isn't a lot down low for Alabama that's going to match him up one-on-one. So he's primed to have a good day. At 8,300, though, that's a lot of scratch to pay for someone I, I don't still fully trust after watching him play for four years. Uh, Drew Smith's coming off his monster game uh, that m- many of us had in our lineups at some point uh, this week. 
so he's priced up to 8,000. I don't like him as much here. The game flow here is very positive Drew Smith game flow. So I think you'll be fine in cash. I'm just not looking at him from a GPP standpoint. Uh, Pinson's priced up because he's starting to shoot the ball as well. Um, I'm probably off him in prize picks, depending on what that number is tomorrow. We'll see. Um, Mitchell Smith also had a big game last time out, so he's priced up to 5000 which leads me to the real value here, and that's Kobe Brown and Mark Smith. I'll talk about Kobe because he's a slight value. Mark Smith's a major value. Um, Kobe Brown is normally the better of the two fours that come in between him and Mitchell Smith. Um, he's priced down to 4300 If you want that exposure there, I think he'll excel in this type of game. He's a little more athletic player, um, so he could get a, the additional time over Mitchell. Uh, Mark Smith, however, he starts at the three. He plays all the minutes that, they, that he can handle. Uh, you can see there are almost 30 minutes a game. He's got an excellent outside shot. He's always been a pretty good rebounder, and he's always down there. At, he's all the way down there at 4200 So I think that uh, – that Mark Smith to me is a, a, a lock button in GPP and cash just because of the upside that he's going to bring with his ability to shoot the ball and rebound. Now, Bird, uh, after looking at this game, is there anything that stands out to you? This is the big over under, so we want some exposure here. Yeah, I, I think you, you hit it really well. I think the Missouri players are priced up pretty high at the top, so I think you probably want to go look at some of those value options. Um, so I think that's fair. I did love that our Bucketheads gave us some grief on that Xavier Pinson prize picks. Like that was <laughs> Thanks, it really, it made me laugh. Like it, it was great. And I, it was nice to see him actually come out and do well uh, for once. Cause we were going to be done with him on prize picks. If he couldn't hit that 21 prize pick. Yeah. Points, whatever that yeah. super low total is yeah. right now. Our prize picks is blank. We'll fill these in tomorrow morning when they're, uh, when they're released, we'll tweet out that the prize picks have been updated, probably send out another note individually guys. We've wrapped up our nine game slate. Um, we are going to convert this into a podcast. We're going to upload it onto the YouTube. We're going to embed the YouTube into the story. So then we'll send out the story. We got a lot of things moving and shaking. It should be a nice Saturday of college hoops. The evening slates are really great too. Um, if, if we're looking into the future, but I, I'm looking forward to a nice relaxing hoops oriented Saturday before the big game on Sunday. Who do you got in the big game guys? I'm going to take old, old man Brady. I like that there's someone in the NFL still older than I am. And that's true. That's a really <laughs> good point. Um, sure. Let's go with that. Sure. One. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're a CBB mindset. We'll check in on the big game. I'm sure. Uh, but ultimately, this is where our love's at. I hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast, the video cast, uh, the, the write-ups that we're doing each week. We're getting, what do we got, five weeks left after this one, Bird? Yeah, we're coming, on, we're coming in hot here to, to end the season. So uh, looking forward to, to getting closer to March and, and getting those conference tournaments uh, underway and, and really getting to March Madness. It's going to be just, it's a great time of year. Uh, we're, we're just really excited. And, you know, so... You know where to follow us on Twitter at CBB underscore DFS. Uh, you can go to our awesome website that Joe has up at CBB-DFS.com. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on all your major podcast providers, which you probably already have if you're uh, listening to this now. But uh, weekly content Monday through Friday, podcast uh, Friday night uh, for the Saturday slate, prize picks every day. Uh, use CBB DFS promo code to get 100% deposit match and, and then just win all the money. 
That's it. It's just that easy, easy guys. That. All right. Do we got anything left? I think we're good. All right, Bucket Ads, now it's your time. Go, go make a great lineup and, and win that 5K. Yeah.